0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we we'll pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. And
1: I'm Shannon.
2: And? The human Vacuum, also <laughs> known as Dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear.
2: That's a new one, I haven't heard that before. <laughs> well, that's my nickname from my baseball days, which... Uh might give away what we're going to talk about
0: oh yeah oh, i dig it well yeah i mean i was I, we, we might as well get right into it i don't have any updates unless you guys have anything you want to talk about nope. without other updates we're going to jump right in this week we're talking about our favorite sports movies which is why our dad is here <laughs> anything sports related we know we know who to go to <laughs> Oh man, what a a good genre of film though. We briefly talked about a, a few sports films when we were talking about our favorite movies based on actual events, but I did go to Wikipedia and pull up the sports film entry. Sports film is a specific film genre where particular sports play a prominent role in the film's plot or acts as a central theme. It's a production in which the sports or sports related topic is prominently featured or is the focus of the plot. Despite this, sport is rarely the central concern of such films and sport performs primarily as an allegorical role. I thought that was kind of interesting. And looking at some of my films, I was like, oh, yeah, these are movies that maybe have a, a specific theme or whatever that are based around sports. There are definitely some that are about the sport. It says, furthermore, sports fans are not necessarily the target demographic of such movies. However, sports fans tend to maintain high following and esteem for such movies. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, And it talks about some of the subgenres. There are, you know, sports dramas. There are sports comedies. And there have been some very highly awarded sports films over the years. The article mentions Academy Award winners, including Chariots of Fire, Rocky, and Million Dollar Baby. uh, And then others that have received awards of high caliber, including Jerry Maguire, Bull Durham, and uh, The Karate Kid. You may not think of sports films as maybe like the most artful film sometimes. They can be some really, really impressive films making that just has sports as the base of the of the plot which is kind of fun absolutely and considering that i'm i'm not i'm i'm not a particularly sporty person myself i do enjoy a good <laughs> sports movie they have a good way of pumping you up and and, and it's fun Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I find that there's some sports I do enjoy watching live, but I, I'm not a huge sports fan, I don't think, but I do like a good sports movie.
0: Yeah, same. Well, Jenna, you want to kick it off? You want to share share the first one?
1: Sure. Well, like you said, we talked about ones that were based on real events, and I do have some of those mixed in. But The first one I want to talk about is purely fiction and is not, not a movie, but we're going to talk about Ted Lasso.
0: Oh, yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> Ted Lasso uh, was a show that was super popular and Alex and I heard a lot about it but we had a lot of other streaming services and so we didn't want to shell out for Apple TV Plus. We already had too many other ones and then at some point we got a new device. I don't remember if it was a phone or what and so we got three months free of Apple TV Plus and we're like, well, it's time. Let's binge all of Ted Lasso. (laughs) So, And this was after the second season and shortly before the third season came out and we were immediately hooked and we were like, you know what? It's worth actually paying for Apple TV Plus just to be able to keep watching Ted Lasso. It is so, so good. For anybody who doesn't know, the premise is that Ted Lasso is an American football coach who moves to England to coach football, which in this case is now soccer. He doesn't know anything about soccer. That's kind of the running joke for a lot of it is that, you know, on the flight over to England, his uh coach, I, not co-coach, I don't know what they even call them. I don't know sports, clearly. <laughs> but uh, assistant coach, that's his name. The assistant coach is like reading a, like a Soccer for Dummies book and is like quizzing him on the flight over what all these terms mean. And, you know, they become running jokes even to like the very last episode. That, like he finally understands like some of the rules of this game. But it's so incredibly heartwarming. The characters are amazing. And it's just Wonderful show through and through, and uh, it's actually interesting reading up a little bit about it because Jason Sudeikis, who plays Ted, had actually created this character back in 2013. And you know they describe him as broadly comic. He, Jason Sudeikis, describes him as belligerent, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the videos you see of it as part of commercials for NBC, he's a totally different character, night and day different. And so there was actually an interview with Jason Sudeikis and he was saying, you know, given the climate that we live in, he said it was silly. I didn't want to add to, you know, anything negative happening in the world. He's like, I wanted to have someone who was sympathetic and was understanding and was you know, a light in an otherwise potentially dark world. And that's absolutely what he played that, you know, we were talking a little before we started recording about inspiring quotes. I feel like Ted Lasso is full of them, of all these things of, you know, have the memory of a goldfish, don't dwell on these negative things, move on, forget them, learn from them and move on. Or, you know, be curious and not judgmental. Make sure that you are understanding someone's situation before you really jump into decide for them what their intentions are and things and so yeah a really really great show it was short three seasons um at the end of it they'd said that, that was the end of the story they wanted to tell uh they talked about a possibility for spin-offs but they were saying it's going to be two to three years before anything if anything happens with Ted Lasso again. So, but yeah, 10 out of 10, a wonderful show. I
2: love it. I uh, I don't have Apple TV Plus subscription, but I feel like I know Ted because those inspiring quotes, you know, you just see them pop up all yeah. over the place and they truly are inspiring. They they lift you when you read them. You're like, "Hey, gives me new energy, fresh yeah. fresh take on the day."
1: Well, and what is potentially a shame for some people is that it is an explicit show. There's a lot of F words and things in there because they're professional soccer players. And it's, you know, a different climate to where they're living at in England and things. And so a lot of the the language they're using is, you know, intended to be normal for where they are. So, you know, it it is a show. You have to be prepared for that if you're going to watch it. But yeah, it is. It's a great show.
0: Well, cool. Uh, well, Dad, do you want to go next or should I jump in? Uh, go, Aaron, and then I'll go after you. All right. Well, I'm going to bring it back to uh, sports movies. Shannon was the top. Sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I couldn't not talk about Ted Lasso and I didn't know when my chance would it's be. It's fair. It's
0: it's fair. I, don't, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I want to talk about Space Jam, you guys. Okay. Oh, I'm All so right. glad. <laughs> Oh, I love Space Jam. It was funny. I was making my list, and by far, the movies on, on my list are inspiring. They're they're the kind of movies that make you feel like you can do anything in life, and you know, you can overcome the odds, and you can... You, you know what I mean. Like, they the, the inspiring sports, sports movie sure. that we all know and love. And then there's Space Jam <laughs> that popped <laughs> up on my list. Oh, man, you guys. Space Jam's a really good movie. So, it came out in 1996, starring Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan, and... <laughs> That's just the, <laughs> the basis for a good movie already. It's it's really it's really fun. So the story for anybody listening who hasn't seen Space Jam is that uh, it takes place when Michael Jordan is deciding to retire from basketball, which he did in real life, and went to play baseball. And you know how well that went. And <laughs> <laughs> so while that's happening, there is a space amusement park with these weird goons that are running the space amusement park, and the people at this amusement park think it's lame. And and so they need something to attract customers to this weird outer space space park. And so they need something fun or zany or loony. Loony? How about the Looney Tunes? <laughs> so they go and they're negotiating, or we're trying to capture anyway, Bugs Bunny and his crew to try and get them to come to the amusement park to bring in customers. And they make a deal because these aliens are little tiny diminutive guys. And Bugs Bunny says, hey, listen, if you can beat us in a game of basketball, then we'll come back. Be your slaves at the amusement park, and if we beat you, then you leave us alone. So, of course, these little aliens transform into big, tough, super monster uh, monsters, as it were. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's it. Once you explain the the, the plot, uh-huh. it feels extra. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre. But the movie is just so full of like really great cameos and really like fun stuff. Like you have a bunch of real NBA players, Charles Barkley, Sean Bradley, Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues are all players who have their talent stolen by the monsters. <laughs> Michael Jordan goes out and plays golf with Larry Bird and Bill Murray. And <laughs> yes. they're just they're <laughs> hilarious. They're so funny. And Wayne Knight is in it. And Wayne Knight's good in everything he's ever been in. Yes. And yeah, the voice cast for the for the Looney Tunes. D. Bradley Baker, and Billy West, Kath Soucy, Danny DeVito's in it. It's just, it's a great cast, but I don't know. It's, Shannon, we've talked about how some movies, you know, we loved them as kids and then you go back and watch them 10, 20 years later and you're like, oh no, this did not age well. <laughs> what, 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 was, what was I thinking? This is a movie that I've gone back and watched That I'm like, oh, this is just as awesome as I remember it being.
2: <laughs> so
0: anyway, it's, it's, I love Space Jam. It's so
2: good. I remember when we saw it and it was a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. I think animation is great when they insert, you know, live characters as well. But what I remember most is that Aaron, you went gaga over it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think you were reciting lines. You just, you were so energetic and uh, enthralled with this movie. And in my mind, how I remember it, this is the first movie that I thought. You were like that. Anything prior, you know, you enjoyed. But with Space Jam, you went bonkers. So <laughs> I went a little loony, you might say. Yes. <laughs> well, my first favorite movie that I'll bring up is, is because it's the first sports movie where I, I did just get over the top inspired. It was partly because of my situation. I was living away from home in Texas, serving as a missionary, and when you're a missionary, I learned while I was out there is, you know, you serve for two years, you don't go to movies, you don't uh, go home for holidays, but our mission president, after seeing it, said, I think the missionaries should see Rocky and the message that it brings. And so we were all allowed to go see Rocky, and uh, we just basically spent the rest of our missions whenever we'd get together, uh, quoting (laughs) (laughs) from it. Running
1: upstairs triumphantly. (laughs) Yes. And
2: and what's interesting about Rocky is few people realize that it's Sylvester Stallone got the idea and and wrote it based on a true event, Uh, Chuck Webner He's this brawling, uh, looks like a bouncer that was a professional boxer, but he was referred to as a Hammond-Ager. Uh, I think he had lost more boxing matches than he had won, and Muhammad Ali needed to fight someone to stay in shape, and so uh, he agreed to fight Chuck Webner, and he went the distance with Muhammad Ali, which had never happened before. Wow. And so, anyone familiar with the movie Rocky was that uh, there's a pivotal part in it where he decides, you know, I, I can't beat Apollo Creed, but if I can go the distance, I will be somebody. That's just cool. It's really so cool. cool, yeah. But it had uh, Carl Weathers, whose who's resurgence in movies with uh, the Mandalorian is... He was so good as uh, Apollo, Burgess Meredith as his manager. Just, it was amazing. And it just turned uh, Sylvester Stallone, of course, into an instant star. The movie itself was a long shot winner. It was made for under a million. It became the number one grossing film of 1976 with, uh, how much? Let's see if I can find that, over $225 million worldwide was up for 10 academy awards winning three including best pitcher wow (laughs) but anyone that's seen the movie realizes you know he's he's this big-hearted guy but he he just fights locally for chump change and but what he can take is a punch and he gets beat up every single time he fights (laughs) and uh but he eking out a living but no one takes him seriously. When he tries to offer advice, for instance, to a young girl, she just <laughs> blows him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he and then he, he's like, She's right, I'm just a nobody. And and then out of a freak possibility, he gets to fight the world champion. You just have to see it. It's it's uh it's just a fantastic movie. And I, I fell in love with the graphics, the way they ran rocky across the screen and then the budget was so low all of the posters were in black and white
0: oh yeah. And, yeah and i
2: have one downstairs but again the way they did the typography the way they created the silhouettes of the figures and 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 etc is just it it just made you feel like you could do something uh there's a scene where he cracks open like a Half a dozen eggs and drinks them. Oh, before yeah. He heads out. <laughs> so, again, being a 19 year old on a mission, we all thought we'd try that. <laughs> oh, no. It, it did not work out. Oh, no. <laughs> it did not work out well at all. I'll just leave it at that, but 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 yeah, and and then when I got home uh, shortly after, you had uh, Rocky II, which was real interesting. It, it picked up exactly where the old movie, the original, left off, and so it was it was kind of like either an intermission <laughs> or whatever. But they ended up making a whole bunch of sequels. I didn't see them all, um, so in a way, it was like. Ted Lasso. (laughs) You know, in today's world, those could have been, you know, just a a nice cereal to subscribe to. But anyway, uh, uh, it still inspires me now. I get on my exercise bike and ride to nowhere. And in the rotation, uh, a couple of the uh, songs from Rocky come up, a couple of pieces from the soundtrack. Yeah. (laughs) Helps me pick up the pace. So... (laughs) Anyway, and, and it's really worth watching, and, and all of these movies, uh, with maybe the exception of Space Jam, <laughs> you get this backstory, you get what people had to overcome, right? And, and so this is a great movie. If you don't have, uh, don't think too much of yourself, have low self-esteem, don't think anybody thinks anything of you, <laughs> watch Rocky, and uh, I, I think it'll, it'll help lift you.
0: Yeah, it's Rocky was on my list as well. It's such an iconic movie, and yeah, that's I think that's that's one of my favorite things about it too. Is like I feel like we all have that thought once in a blue moon, right? Of like, who am, like well, I'm just I'm just Joe Schmo. I'm just a nobody doing my whatever, you know. Go clock in and clock out at work, and you know, like you know, it's not not that I necessarily feel like I'm a loser, but like I just am, I'm just like I'm not that important or whatever. And so and so watching Rocky and like seeing myself in him of just like yeah, like I. I I can I can do it like I can I can do great things if, if if you stick with it like stay stay in the ring don't give up and you can accomplish these great things and he did in the movie it's it's amazing
2: yes absolutely so anyway or I, as Rocky says absolutely absolutely yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did think it's interesting I don't know if you knew this uh, Sylvester Stallone wrote the screenplay in three days
2: for that movie
0: oh and then one best picture like that's crazy to me <laughs> it's and so they cool. want
2: they didn't even want him to play the part they wanted james Caan to play the part because he was yeah. you know he's he's a pretty much legendary american actor
0: yeah and honestly they're still going there were a there were a bunch of rocky sequels but also the creed trilogy there are three creed movies that are based on rocky and this story
2: so yes. it's
0: it's still giving us good stuff
2: <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, yeah, uh, and and they're good. I have watched the uh, two of the creeds. Very, very good movies. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Shannon, back to you.
1: All right, I'm going to talk about another soccer movie. Good. (laughs) Uh, Good. Next Goal Wins.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) From
1: uh, Taiko Waititi, which it's actually funny because it says on the uh, Wikipedia article that it's based on a documentary instead of saying that it's based on uh, the actual event. But basically, the actual event is that in 2001, there uh, is a soccer team in American Samoa that lost 31 to 0 to Australia, which was the worst (laughs) loss in international. National mm, football boy. history, <laughs> soccer, and they were on a very bad losing streak. And so, to help turn around their luck, the Football Federation of American Samoa hired um, an American based coach, Thomas. Rangan, I think is how I say his name. And uh, so you, I actually, this morning, I watched both trailers side to side because I, yeah, the 2014 documentary, I watched that trailer and they did some really good casting in Taika Waititi's movie, actually, <laughs> that uh, they have Michael Fassbender playing the coach and he did great. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, even the trailer for the movie is really funny because they're advertising that... This movie is coming to you from a loser, Taika Waititi, who (laughs) lost the Academy Award for Jojo Rabbit as Best Picture, who lost the Golden... Kids' Choice Award for Thor Ragnarok. Like, all these things that... Mm. He definitely won awards for these movies. But he's trying to, like, you know, play in on that as well. That, like...
2: That's great. Th-
1: they're <laughs> not very successful as they are. But, you know, the big thing that they're hitting on is that, you know, there's a scene that Michael Fassbender is saying, like, you know, they're they're just treating this like a game. And the response is, it it is. Soccer is a game. They're having a good time. They're playing a game. Like, <laughs> it's okay. So... I don't know. It's very heartwarming and i don't know especially even just watching the trailer it's really funny but yeah good movie
0: i'm so glad you brought it up that movie really is good it's so much fun and and heartwarming and and it's that's a that movie's a good time i actually i was i was so lucky to get to work on that movie and it was so much fun because the the thing i did uh was the all of the samoan loop group so if for anybody who doesn't know the loop group is when you bring in a big group of actors to fill in all the background stuff in a movie right because when you're on set you're only recording. The lead actors speaking their lines, everybody in the background is supposed to be quiet. And so you have to rebuild that sound to make it feel realistic. So we had about 20 Samoan men and women that came into the studio. And that was one of the funnest sessions I've ever had, because if you know the Samoan people, they are just the most wonderful people and so loud when they get together. (laughs) So just having the best time. It It was... I mean we were we were going all day. It was a long day of work, but like it just was so much fun working with them. And yeah, so I just I felt I felt honored to be a part of this movie because it was so much fun and and had such a, a cool message. And yeah, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up, Shannon. It's a good one. Wow. Very good. Dad, I think that's uh back to you next. Oh, okay. Wait, no, wait, no. It's me next. Okay, okay. sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm all over the place. <laughs> okay. Uh me next. Let's see. I would like to talk about a movie that I have talked about before, but I'm going to bring it up again because I love it so much and it's Ford versus Ferrari. Dad, okay. was this on your list too? Yes. I'm sorry, do you, want, do you want to talk about it since I talked about it before? No, no,
2: you talk. I'll just, I'll add a little bit with it, but that that saved me because I have so many that I love. <laughs> anyway, just go. Okay, good. That's Great. All right.
0: Okay, so I know I've talked about it before, but that was like close to a year ago, so I'm going to talk about it again. So Ford versus Ferrari came out in 2019. It's an American sports drama film starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale. And it's about the true story of Ford trying to develop their racing department and take on Ferrari in endurance racing, which is like the 24 hours of Le Mans and the, the 24 hours at Daytona, those those types of races. Specifically, they wanted to beat them at Le Mans. So in the early 60s, Ford wanted to purchase Ferrari, partly to kind of jumpstart their, their motor racing uh, department. And this is this is not an uncommon thing, even today. Car makers like Ferrari or Lamborghini or Bugatti, like these these companies that make these exotic sports cars, even though these cars sell for a crazy amount of money, they also are incredibly expensive to build. And because a lot of them are hand built or like they're not on like an assembly line, like if you go buy a, you know, Ford Focus or something, these companies don't make a ton of money off of their cars, believe it or not. And so Ferrari kind of was interested in having some other parent company so they could focus more on just doing the racing and stuff. So Ford offered to buy Ferrari and Ferrari used that offer to leverage a deal with Fiat, which is another Italian company, which allowed them to have that financial burden lifted, but also retain ownership of Scuderia Ferrari, which is the racing department. This made Ford really mad. And so Ford was like, we're going to get those guys. We're going to show them. We're going to develop a race car and we're going to go beat them because Ferrari was like undefeatable basically in the 50s and 60s through all the endurance racing. So Ford gets a hold of Carroll Shelby, who is a renowned sports car builder, engine builder, to develop this race car. And Shelby insists that he have the British British race car driver Ken Miles be the guy who's helping him develop the car and drive the car. Ken Miles is a very uh, stubborn, hard-headed kind of guy, but he's a genius in the car. Uh, and so the movie follows the development of the Ford GT40 and the battles between, like, management with Ford and and people trying to take, take over the project and not letting the management not letting the car be what it needs to be and Carol Shelby fighting back about trying to get it to be the best it can be. And it's a it's really, really, Really great movie. There's, there's some funny parts that it, there's so much good drama. And of course, if you've ever met me, you know how much I'm into cars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Ford GT 40 is one of my favorite cars of all time. It's one of the greatest sounding vehicles. It's one of the best looking cars. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. And not to spoil the ending, but it's history since the sixties Ford did it. They went and they beat Ferrari and they won at Le Mans 1966 through 1969 beat them. And, and hands down, like one, two, three, the top three positions forward. Uh, and so it really is kind of this David and Goliath, even though, you know, of course, Ford is a huge, you know, conglomerate. But back then with the racing department, it really was this kind of crazy thing of, you know, all, all for like a vendetta, right? Ford's like, you made me you made me mad, so we're going to beat you. But <laughs> it's such a good movie. And the sound design is unbelievable. The The cars and the things they recorded that put the thing together. Oh, man, it's it's such a good movie.
2: It was a shocker to me how good this movie was. And being such an awesome movie, they had the worst title ever for a movie. <laughs> I honestly believe it should have been like Lama's 66 or something like that. Mm. But because uh, we know out in the world people are, you know, oh, I just hate Fords. You know, they stand for, what does it stand for? <laughs> Fix every day. Fix or, or repair daily. Yes, found on there road, you go. dead. Yes, <laughs> fails all on race kind of day. Stuff. I've heard them all, man. <laughs> yes,
0: because <laughs> oh. I'm a Ford fan, and so of course all my, you know, especially my my uh, in law side of the family are all Chevy people. So I've heard I've heard all the acronyms,
2: <laughs> right. So uh, I mean, uh, I don't know why they titled it that, but I'll tell you what: uh, if it did keep people out, go see this movie. Rent it. Do anything you need to do because it is powerful. I don't know if it's because of the genre, but there is no way that Christian Bale should not have been nominated for an Academy Award. As oh best yeah, actor. he was fantastic. You don't even recognize him in it. Yeah. Other than you just know who he is. He doesn't talk like Christian Bale. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. He doesn't look like Christian Bale. Uh, you know, it's just, it, he was so phenomenal in it. And then just equally playing Carol Shelby, you know, it, it, Matt Damon, my goodness, it, it is just a wonderful movie. And like you say, the failures, uh, again, it's a classic plot for a great sports movie because lots of failure, not just in designing the car, <laughs> losing races, even the failure of the higher ups, right? With uh, the battling to get the car created, as you said, Aaron, correctly. Yeah. Just the marvelous, marvelous movie.
0: And I will say also, I think sports movies in general, they have a way of of getting beyond the actual sport itself. So like, even if you're not that into cars or racing or whatever, like, I think you'll still love this movie in the same way that you don't necessarily have to be a big football fan to love Rudy or a big boxing right. fan to love Rocky, right? Like you, you can, you can watch these movies without necessarily knowing everything about the sport or being a huge fan of that sport because the story itself is what drives the movie. Uh, I guess, pun intended, I didn't mean it, but the, the <laughs> That was good. I should have my puns. Uh but yeah, so this this is Ford versus Ferrari, I think is an amazing movie regardless of whether you're into racing. I happen to be, but if you're not, right. like it's it's still such a really good movie. And dad, you actually make a good point. The movie was called Le Mans 66 in a lot of European countries.
2: Yeah. So, but uh, I'll tell you what, it, it did uh, race to the top of my favorite <laughs> good. <laughs> sports That's a good one films of all time, <laughs> which is hard to do because I, you know, you know, my library, I've got all kinds of sports films yeah, that yeah. I, I find so strong. So, uh, since so you covered Ford versus Ferrari, I'll go to what was my favorite, tell the racing film there. And that is Rudy. Again, the soundtrack itself, if you've never even watched the film and just put headphones on and listened to the soundtrack, it it just is moving. It's great. But again, what's interesting about Rudy is, again, being a true story uh, of Daniel Rudy Rudiger. And no one believed in this man. No one. Not his parents, not his siblings not even Notre Dame itself when he was trying to get in to play football for Notre Dame. No one. It was just, <laughs> it's just stunning how this, you have this undersized uh, individual who wants to play football and how he ignored all of the negativity. And uh, to listen to him uh, in an interview, it, it. I don't think the film even really exaggerated it. They It was pretty darn accurate what he had to battle through as much mentally to conquer and and live out his dream. Uh, You can go on YouTube and actually witness the final play that's depicted at the end of the movie uh, of actual uh, footage of the game and Rudy finally being able to get into a a real game.
0: That's so cool.
2: And then there's all these other triumphs as a result of this dream. Triumphs with friends, meeting friends. Triumphs with getting a great education. Triumphs to lift his family who, you know, they were uh, blue-collar workers that, you know, they didn't, they thought this is the best life has. They were happy, but they were they were stuck. What's interesting is his best friend he made uh, was played by I don't know how to ever say his last name, but John Favreau. Favreau, uh, yeah. and who obviously went on to do great things as a director. But uh, j- just the uh, again, you don't have to like football at all. In fact, I'm not sure it really talks up football all that much. Obviously, there's football taking place, but they're not. Showing game after game and and this and that, they're showing what it takes to achieve. Really, uh, I, I mean, if I were if I had known him in real life, I would have thought, "I love you, Rudy, but this is unattainable. <laughs> it just you you can't do it." Yeah. And uh, I would have been one of the naysayers. Sean Austin, my goodness, he he's the perfect innocent kid to play the. Play the role, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just, just a great movie. So it's, uh, uh, uh you know, so far everything we've talked about, pretty much. I, I watch annually because it, it's, uh, and I learn something new every time. Yeah.
0: Well, and you bring up a good point is that, yeah, people who didn't believe in him, not even necessarily antagonistically, although there was some of that, right? He had some, uh, was it a brother and some friends and stuff were like making fun of him for for things. But even some people, like I I even feel like his dad in the movie is one who, you know, he just didn't want to see him waste his life or you know get into debt or get disappointed or you know things like that
2: yeah didn't want him to fail
0: yeah and you know he would say things like look there's nothing wrong with being a a, you know a a steel worker like it's good honest work it makes good money like I can you know you can come work in the same plant as me and and I know all the people like it's you can just do this and it's good it's a good life it's okay even though he's trying to help and protect him he still is saying you know this is silly don't do this and I feel like that's that's for me anyway I think that maybe the ultimate movie even more so than Rocky I guess of like the the like you just stick with it keep at it like you can go and do the thing you know and and he didn't go on to be you know one of the greatest football players of all time or anything like that but that wasn't his goal his he had a specific goal of he wanted to play football for Notre Dame and that was he and he set out to do it and he did it and it's it's an incredible movie and yeah the soundtrack and everything everything about the movie is just so Good and it's so inspiring, and yeah, oh, one of my favorites.
2: And he, you know, he got beat up physically, mentally, and emotionally. You know, most would yeah. keep us down, but yeah. not Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. 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 Yes, Rudy. No. okay, <laughs> that scene gives
0: me chills. Yes.
2: Oh man, so good. Okay, your turn aaron
0: is it me or is it Shannon? I'm so confused on the order, I'm sorry. Oh.
1: I don't know I'll be honest oh it <laughs> is. Shannon. Oh, wait no it's Shannon
0: because I talked about Ford versus Ferrari before that
1: let's talk about Sandlot
0: oh yeah! yeah
1: I figure I was kind of staying away from that one for a hot minute because I was like you know we all have this one on our list so I don't know who's going to say it first but <laughs> it
2: you is, saved me so much oh, it's, it's like him. okay <laughs> I don't have
1: to no but this if I'm being honest is probably one of if not my most favorite sports movie oh. <laughs> um which I mean, this is not one of these feel good. I, that's not the way to phrase it. This is not like one of those empowering, you can do anything you set your mind to kind of movies. This is funny, coming of age, silly movie that is amazing. So this was a movie we watched a lot as a kid. I feel like, um, and <laughs> the cast are so talented that you know it's it's a bunch of kids plus James Earl Jones. And, you know, it's it's so good. I I say that. I don't actually know who the actor was who played Smalls' dad. He probably was a big person too. But again, I watched this as a kid, so I don't know. <laughs> I just know it was a bunch of kids in Darth Vader. Um, but uh, I actually, because this movie is now 30 years old, there's a bunch of articles talking about, you know, what those kids are up to now. And it is funny how different a lot of their lives are, that uh, according to this article from lots of interviews with them, the kid who played Smalls has three kids and works overnight at a Whole Foods. That's, <laughs> that's what he does. He's a dad and he loves being one. And he says, if I'm lucky enough to act, I still act from time to time. So he does a couple of little TV roles here and there. Uh, Benny is uh, a firefighter in LA. He acted in an episode of Chicago Hope and that was really inspiring to him. So now he's a firefighter. Uh, Ham is, uh, he says, I'm a little behind some of these guys, meaning his Sandlot castmates, but I'm an actor. So he is still doing some stuff, not as much as maybe some others, Uh, but.
0: Whoa, whoa. We're having an earthquake. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, wow. Jeez. You hear that? The whole room's shaking. Hold
2: on.
1: Is it is it pretty bad?
2: It's uh that's at least a four. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, Aaron. It's it's slowing down. You're inspiring us. Wow. Let's do disaster films sometime. <laughs> yeah, we should have been doing that this week. Earthquake. Okay, yeah. I think it's it seems like it's All over. Right. Do you wanna pause and no, no. check it out? Or? Nope. I think okay. we're
0: okay. I just nothing even wow. fell off the shelf outside. It just Everything, everything in here is on like a an arm or whatever. So all of a sudden, it all started going back. Where's
1: Little Creek, California? Is that close to you?
0: I don't know about it.
1: Yes, I just looked on a just looked on a map. Actually, it's on the mountainside by San Bernardino before you get to Victorville. Oh,
0: I see. Eleven miles away. Okay, four point six. Boy, you know your earthquakes. Yeah, are. you do.
2: Choose a <laughs> If it's
0: less than four, I don't feel it. If it if stuff falls <laughs> off the shelves, it might be a five. <laughs> I, uh,
2: oh, boy. Aaron
0: is a true Californian now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I totally derailed The thing started shaking. I was like, wait, hold on. I should have just wait, wait, I, sh- I should have just listened to you. Okay, sorry.
1: No. Where were you?
2: Let's carry what on. What a fun outtake. No, uh, before we get back, Aaron, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a new thing now. Everyone predict the size of the earthquake before. <laughs> Checking it out. Whoever gets closest gets a replacement for any broken glass Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Wow. Okay, sorry. Uh, Carrying on. You were saying. Uh,
1: So, yeah. So, (laughs) Ham is an actor. Squints. Spent a lot of his time working outside Hollywood. He says, I spend most of my time being a dad, a husband, a business owner, just working hard, doing my thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, appeared in a documentary about his life. He survived a life-changing car accident and talks to people about that. He's also a personal trainer. Kenny Nunez, it says, still acting, proud to be a dad. <laughs> That's, I'm sensing a theme for a lot of them. Bertram Grover Weeks. Said that he stepped away from acting in the late 90s. He lives and works in Nashville. I do business development and run a creative agency for a tech company. Hmm. Timmy Timmons returned to acting in 2018 after a lengthy hiatus. Tommy Timmons owns a restaurant in Tampa, Florida. Wow. And that's well all the all the kids from this article but yeah for the fact that you know it was a cult classic it had a very small budget and made a lot of it back especially in DVD and VHS cells and uh, the yeah those kids, some of them are still acting, but it's not anything super big or mainstream or anything. So, but a very good movie.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. I, that's what I haven't seen in a while, but I, I remember watching it a lot when I was younger. And yeah, that's so, it's so funny. And so many good quotes, so many good one liners from it.
2: Oh, man. The one liner where, uh, <laughs> where Ham talking to Smalls was. That's the most famous, was an impromptu from the actor himself where he says, you're <laughs> killing me, so oh, well, I didn't <laughs> oh, know that was an improv. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> and he, I, I can go into a grocery store and hear that quote. Yeah. I oh, can yeah. randomly walk around and see a shirt with that on there. Uh, it's just, uh, yes, like you said, Shannon, quite a cult classic. Yeah. If I may add, here are the adults. Uh, so the dad was Dennis Leary, who's okay. quite an actor. <laughs> Karen Allen, famous for Raiders of the Lost Star. And, of course, James Earl Jones.
1: See, this was also very telling. I just looked. Rudy and uh, Sandlot both came out the very same year. I couldn't tell you anything about Rudy, but I sure love Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: funny. <laughs> you know, when I watch Sandlot, is, uh around July 4th every year. Yep. Because oh, yeah. Because there's that famous scene where they get to play some night <laughs> baseball because of the fireworks lighting the sky. I so, love that. Yeah. Oh, oh that's fun. So. Uh, yeah, fantastic.
0: Well, let's see. I I will do one more. I'm trying to decide between two movies that came out in 1992. And I'm thinking I'm going to go
2: with A League of Their Own. Unless
0: I'm Good stealing choice. out from you, Dad.
2: No, no. Okay. Well, I'm just crossing it off my list.
1: That's, okay. <laughs> That's the other one. I couldn't decide between that one or Sandlot is my most
2: favorite.
0: I was going to say, I figured some of these movies were on all our lists. And yeah, A League of Their Own. Uh, it's funny, back when we were talking about our movies uh, based on actual events, we were making the joke about how Tom Hanks is involved in all of them for some reason. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so uh, I don't remember if we talked about this one on that episode, but uh, he's a- Tom Hanks is in this one and he's great. So yeah, A League of Their Own came out in 1992 and it's all about baseball and about specifically the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League and has an amazing cast. Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, uh, Madonna, Lori Petty, Rosie O'Donnell, John Lovitz. Uh, it's just uh, Bill Pullman. It, it's got a, a ton of great people in it. It's really, it's it's really, really a great movie. It's it's actually been selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the United States National Film Registry. And it's all about in the 40s when baseball had kind of been put on hold because of World War II. And, you know, the, the men had to go off and fight their war. And so there was an idea to have a women's baseball league and there were incredibly talented women from all over the place that tried out and there were a couple of teams I think four, six, I forget the number actually how many teams there were. And it turned into a very popular thing and unfortunately the attitude of a lot of the the men man- managing the thing were like well you know it, this has been really fun and you know in a year when the war is over you guys can all go home and you know the men will be back we won't need you anymore and and it was unfortunate because this this league was so great but I feel like this is another you know a common theme of these sp- the sports movies is the uh the idea of overcoming the odds and persevering and really keeping at it to try and overcome you know expectations or limitations or whatever. And, you know, again, based on the true story of of these women who had this incredibly successful baseball league uh, and were able to play on such a high level and play for such big crowds and overcoming all along the way issues of people's views toward women at the time and I I shouldn't say at the time we still have problems (laughs) with that but you know you know what I mean like you know some of the sexism involved and and just you know gender roles of that era and it's it's really good the movie is again also full of so many great quotes Uh, Tom Hanks is the manager of the team and of course is this kind of you know drunk to begin the movie with at least (laughs) and uh, you know so many great ones the one that comes back all the time is the "There's no crying in baseball." <laughs>
2: it's one of my favorite
0: quotes. Oh, but man, it's that's such a such a great movie. It's really, really inspiring and really good.
2: Absolutely, super good. You know, a must for me is watching the World Series every year and. Uh, there's been several recently where when they win the World Series, they're crying, <laughs> and they'll actually use that quote oh. <laughs> in being interviewed. So here's the professionals uh, <laughs> quoting from this movie. So yes,
0: that's funny. <laughs>
2: oh man, it's good. Very good. All
0: right, up to you, Tad. What do you What do you got?
2: Okay. Oh, this is tough. Uh, I'll have quite a few honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But uh, I- I'm going to go with 42. It's the story of Jackie Robinson, and I went with Kristen to the movies to see this, and of course, it, uh, Chadwick Bozeman, whom we've lost tragically, uh, my goodness, he was Jackie Robinson. He looked like him, sounded like him, and uh, it just plays out the story wonderfully, and you just see, again, <laughs> he, he was just a phenomenal athlete, and... Boy, could he play ball. He could do everything. One of the most famous that, again, it just pops up all the time, is him stealing home against the legendary Yogi Berra as catcher for the Yankees, and uh, it's still debated. Can you imagine today, 2024, they're still debating whether he was safe or out? It's such (laughs) an iconic play. So, again, just pull that up sometime, and uh, it's a rabbit hole, though. You'll start seeing Debates rage over the internet. Oh my bad! Uh, but he was just so good. But that wasn't the struggle. The struggle was him signing to play and having to deal with the crude, horrible, malicious—you know—racism that just followed him around for the first couple of years. Uh, You know, they always started in a farm club, which was at the Montreal Royals, but there were whole teams that didn't want to play. There were just the most vile things you can imagine being said to him. And he had to endure that to become uh, a legendary star. Uh, There's a famous uh, quote by uh, Pee Wee Reese, who was playing on the Brooklyn Dodgers at the time, and he was the shortstop And uh, they were really letting Jackie Robinson have it while they were in the outfield. And Pee Wee Reese, this kind of skinny white kid at the shortstop, goes over and puts his arm around Jackie Robinson. And he says, one day they're not going to be able to tell us apart. So Major League Baseball, every year, the anniversary of Jackie Robinson making it to the pros. Every player on every team wears number 42. Every single player. And, uh, uh, Harrison Ford plays Branch Rickey. And to me, he's unrecognizable. I didn't realize it was Harrison Ford quite a ways into the movie. And there's another quote where Jackie Robinson says to Branch Rickey, You don't want a player who doesn't have the guts to fight back. And Branch Rickey says, no, no, I want a player who's got the guts to not fight back. People aren't going to like this. They're going to do anything to get you to react. Echo a curse with a curse, and they'll hear only yours. Follow a blow with a blow, and they'll say, the Negro lost his temper. That Negro does not belong. Your enemy will be out in force and you cannot meet him on his own low ground. We win with hitting, running, fielding. We win if the world is convinced of two things, that you are a fine gentleman and a great baseball player like our Savior. You've got to have the guts to turn the other cheek. Can you do it? And Jackie says... You give me a uniform. You give me a number on my back, and I'll give you the guts. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Somebody jump yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, man, of, of,
0: of all of these movies we've talked about, even though they all have, you know, these powerful messages, except for S- Space Jam, uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like th- this 42 is one that really just like, really hits hard. And, and I don't, I, I, I feel like it also illustrates the power of a sports movie, even if you're not into whatever sport that is to tell these incredible stories and, you know, stories that mean something. I mean, the, the, everything that Jackie Robinson went through and and not just him, he was, he was the first, but, but so many after him as well, have had to endure awful things from, from people. And it, I don't know. It just, it's, it's powerful and it's a powerful way to tell that story and to, to help us remember, you know, hopefully we, I like to hope that we've made some progress since then and to remind us that we have a long way to go too, you know, like it's, it's just, it's a, it's a powerful, powerful movie. I remember just bawling (laughs) in several places. I'm, I'm a movie crier to begin with, but that was a, that was a
2: very powerful movie. Yeah. I kept glancing over at Kristen because I didn't want to her to see the tears. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I almost didn't bring that one up because I knew I couldn't read the quote.
0: No, it's, that's, I, that's, I feel like that's one that, that I'm glad you mentioned it because I think that's an important well, for one. for sure. You know, I, as the, the entertainment value of all of these is great and some of them do have inspiring messages, but I think that's an important one, genuinely important story to, to be told.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. So honestly, I don't see us topping that. I think nope, that's I was a, say, <laughs> that is a
1: great place to wrap it up. That's a
0: good point to end on. And uh, we can do a bunch of audible mentions after after we wrap things up. Dad, thank you so much for joining. I, I Your input on these is so invaluable to me. And it's and it's good to have you here and have, have your insight on stuff.
2: <laughs> well, it's an, always an honor to able to visit with you and, and hear what your favorites are
0: well it's always good to have you and yeah we'll have we'll have you back more for sure in fact speaking of, of Ford versus Ferrari we were talking about one of these days doing a, a topic of our favorite cars and again <laughs> you, you're the first person I think of when you know about that so uh, we'll get we'll get there eventually but in the meantime uh, as usual we we'll want to hear what you think send us an email at the at gmail.com or look us up on Instagram at the favorite show podcast let us know your favorite sports movies there, there's so many out there this i mean we didn't even get into any of the like hockey movies and you know any of there's there's so many great sports movies out there let us know what your favorites are also let us know if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and we'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear aftershock hold on oh, <laughs> that's no. the best timing there we go this one's not a, this one's not as not as big just know yeah, what is it aaron Oh, I don't. Know. Yes.
1: Are you going with two point six? It's.
0: It's, le- it's. I'm gonna guess less than four because it's. It's only the. Okay. In this booth, the monitor and the microphones are on these like suspended arms, which means they're gonna shake with the smallest amount of movement, and so they're just they're bouncing back and forth. Anyway. Wow. Well. Okay. I survived an earthquake. Give me five stars. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing timing. It. Oh boy. All right. Well, I. I guess until the next earthquake, that'll do it. <laughs> My name's Aaron.
1: I'm Shannon.
2: And I'm Matt. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Cue the music.
0: Honorable mentions.
1: Remember the Titans.
0: The Mighty
2: Ducks was my other 1992
0: movie I was deciding between.
2: <laughs> the Rookie, another true story about a, kind of a washed up uh, coach for a small town in Texas that loves football and hates baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's Who, so good. I <laughs> uh, was talked into trying out and had his dream of pitching in a major league baseball game. Yeah, so it's awesome. True story. I, you know what's interesting about true stories is that uh, they they love to show the real people at the end. Yeah. And that's always cool. I think. Yeah, that is fun. I like that.
1: Cool runnings. <laughs>
2: <That's>, <laughs> I love that. Shannon, that was an honorable mention for you when we
0: talked about our movies based on actual <laughs> it's events. So I'm good. so glad you said it again. Senna, which is a movie about potentially the greatest race car driver ever to drive, Anton Senna, who was a Formula One driver.
2: Huh. Wow, yes. Field of Dreams. Again, it's become such a legendary movie. Two years ago, and then again last year, and they're going to do it every year, they built a cornfield next to the field that was built for this film. That's Major League Baseball size, and they have two teams play a real game. Not an exhibition game or for fun. They play a real game with corn as, as the in the outfield. It's so cool. So very cool. Uh, and I just encourage someone, please uh, look up James Earl Jones <laughs> and his uh, famous quote. Of, uh, it's so romantic about baseball. Yeah.
1: Nice castles.
2: Oh, yeah a
1: fictional figure skater.
0: Angels in the Outfield. That's one of Stephanie's absolute favorites, so shout out to, to Stephanie.
2: <laughs> Pride of the Yankees. It's a 1940s films with Gary Cooper, who actually looks an awful lot like uh, Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig, of course, has it was called the Iron Man because he held the record for games played consecutively. But he took himself out because he wasn't feeling well and uh, turned out to be the, the disease that took his life, you know, shortly after. And uh, just a powerful movie. They actually used Dave Ruth <laughs> as himself. Oh, wow. He was his closest teammate. Uh, it, it's just a remarkable job by Gary Cooper. And... It's, there's a lot of fictional parts but it's well worth worth watch
1: forever strong a rugby movie
2: days of thunder which is not a great oh, movie yes. but it's
1: about
0: <laughs> nascar and it's got uh, tom cruise in it and so it's just got that nostalgia factor for me <laughs>
2: that's great and uh one more baseball movie uh it's it's captures the beauty and the romance that baseball is and that's the natural with Robert Redford oh, yeah. and uh, Wilford Brimley. Oh my goodness. And uh, yeah, it's just off the charts, uh, entertaining. Again, I don't think you even have to like baseball to to just love blink close. A lot, a lot of great actors. That
1: The Karate Kid.
2: Oh yeah, (laughs) that should be an honorable mention. Good good job, Shannon. Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. (laughs) Oh boy, (laughs) boy, that movie's dumb. It's so dumb. But again,
0: I love NASCAR.
2: (laughs) Good one to quote from, right? A real good one. <laughs> Dad, do you have any more? Uh, I think I'll leave it at that. There's, like I say, otherwise I'll just—you'll uh, have to shut me up somehow. <laughs> hey, you know what? Just rapid fire.
0: Give us, give us the list. You don't know, you have to give us the description.
2: Uh, let me pull it up. I even put it down so I wasn't too... <laughs> <laughs> that's all—that's all I've got. But if you've got—if you got more, just we'll rapid fire. No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll actually. We'll actually stop right there. You want to
1: hear some dumb ones? Here's the rest of my dumb ones. Okay. Step Up, a dance movie. (laughs) Dance is a sport. It's a terrible movie. I love it. I don't care. (laughs) Gidget and subsequent movies about surfing. surfing.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) Jump In about Double Dutch and a Disney Channel original. Brink about inline skating and also a Disney Channel original. An extremely goofy movie about the X Games. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs>
2: I forgot all of... I would not have uh, never thought of that. That's really clever. And an actual
1: good one, Shorzy about hockey.
0: okay. <laughs> That's all. Nobody mentioned Air Bud?
1: <laughs> I, I texted Alex this morning and I was like, okay, should I go into this actually talking about inspirational movies or should I go into it with Space Jam, Air Bud, <laughs> and an extremely goofy movie and Gidget?
0: <laughs> so, so I started with Space Jam. You're welcome. I'm so
1: glad. <laughs>